When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. There is nothing I love more than an amazing meal with high-quality meat cooked at home because... Let's be honest, eating out is so expensive. And you also know that eating out is the number one budget buster. That is why I am so glad I found ButcherBox. ButcherBox is a premium meat subscription service dedicated to delivering high-quality, grass-fed and grass-finished beef, organic chicken, pork-raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood directly to your doorstep with free shipping always. You even get exclusive member deals, recipes, and a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing price. New users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef, three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a year. Use code ETM and get $20 off your first box at ButcherBox.com. Last night, we made a beef stew with meat from ButcherBox, and you can taste the difference. It was so satisfying and delicious. And all of our friends that were over for a dinner party, they raved at how good it was. So do yourself a favor and eat better this year with the best meat and seafood on the planet delivered to your door. ButcherBox is offering my listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm and use code ETM to choose your free offer and get $20 off. It's easy in day-to-day life to focus on the things you can't control. The stock market, the weather, how someone treats you. But there's actually a lot you can control. Your focus, your thinking, your mood, your actions, patience, empathy, and so on. In this really powerful episode, I chat with Arjan Urkel, a motivational speaker from the Netherlands, about his new book, Held Hostage, and his story of being kidnapped for almost two years, and all of the lessons he learned along the way. You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Compton-Game, where we flip the script on the old-school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week... Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. There are so many times in my life where I've felt, quote unquote, kidnapped by things that have happened. I've lost big job contracts, lost money, been in debt, suffered depression after having two miscarriages. 
I became deaf in my left ear about two and a half years ago and, and suffer from sometimes debilitating tinnitus. So many things have, in essence, held me hostage. And, and maybe you feel the same way about certain things that have happened in your life. But what Ariane experienced is indeed the literal version of being kidnapped. He worked with Doctors Without Borders and was kidnapped in Russia for almost two years. What he shares in this episode is life-changing. It's a story about how you and me can find inner freedom and unlock our potential even in really tough situations. These lessons are priceless and I guarantee will change how you think about everything in life. So off to Aryan for the rest of the story. Well, Aryan, I am so excited to have you on the show and share your powerful story. And I love this idea of helping all of us unlock our potential. I think that's something we all need no matter what phase of life we're in. So thank you for joining us all the way from the Netherlands. Yeah, thank you for having me on the show. That's such an honor for me. I have so much I want to talk to you about, but... I, I want to start with your story. What I know from your new book, Held Hostage, is you were kidnapped working with Doctors Without Borders in Russia. You were in captivity for almost two years, didn't know if you would live or not, but you you say you learned some amazing lessons on survival and freedom throughout throughout the journey. Can you just share a little bit about the story, what what brought you to Russia and and how you were ultimately kidnapped? Yes, of course I can. Um, I was working with Doctors Without Borders as a humanitarian aid worker. I was the director of our team in Russia. And we helped refugees who were uh, kicked out of their houses because of the war. Now, it's, of course, dangerous because it was still the end of the civil war. And there was lots of kidnappings going on. And and unluckily, my car was stopped um, by another car. They, They dragged me out of the car. They beat me up. And I, I, I was thinking that they would kill me. And then they put me in the car uh, with lots of violence. I, I was bleeding. I broke my hand. And they put a gun to my head, gun to my chest. So I was really, yeah, really, really scared. But but uh, they took me away. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Pulp Fiction. And, <laughs> yeah, with a gun to my head. I, I, I was praying almost like I hope they've seen that picture because I didn't want to yeah die because of an incident or an accident and then they took me into the mountains the first week we didn't have any house we didn't have much food we didn't have much uh, water because they didn't want to kidnap kidnap me yet but somehow they thought it was a, was the right moment and then after a week they handed me over to a group of islamic fighters with with, with masks with kalashnikovs and and they had a dug out house higher up in the mountains. And that's where they put me in a cage of, of only five feet by six feet, uh, only a mattress and a little, little piece to, to walk back and forth. And I had to stay there 607 days. Can you imagine 607 wow. days with, without a shower, without a normal toilet? People no spend... shower. Wow. No, only, yeah, yeah. I got once a week, I got a bucket of water. There was no running water. Um, I, that's the lack of freedom. When yeah. You can only realize that when, when you yeah, live through it. Of course, nowadays with COVID, lots of people have a lack of freedom. But that time it was, you can't choose what to eat. There was nothing to do during the daytime. Not a book, not a, not a laptop. I didn't have gaming, no Netflix. 
I don't want to sound negative, but of course, I have to explain that that in a in a basement, when there's no fresh air, no light, uh, life is 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 really hard and unjust. So at first, I had to struggle with all those feelings, like why me, uh, the, the fear of not seeing my family again, uh, the fear of being murdered, uh, because that that can also happen when you're kidnapped. So there were lots of fears, lots of agony. Lots of frustrations and anger also, and it took me quite some time to to get rid of my tears, to get rid of my negativity, and and yeah, switch my focus onto what I could influence and and how to make it a better time, and and that's what I learned. I, I will tell you more about it, but yeah, I had to stand up for myself. I had to find my inner freedom. I had to find patience. I had to find yeah, empathy for my kidnappers. So all kind of yeah, discipline, perseverance. Of course, lots of people have it a little bit, but I had to excel in in using all those powers at the right moment, at the right time, and also use my emotions uh, so that they would help me instead of uh, making it worse because of sometimes emotions also lead you to the wrong destination. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's in short. So. Yeah, I can't even, I mean, I can't even imagine how did you, how did you survive every day? I mean, how did you get your, your mindset or what did you focus on that enabled you just to literally turn over day after day? Yes. So in in the beginning, I was just focusing, focusing on myself really, um, that I, I, I should stay safe, should stay healthy, should stay clean. So. I asked for a toothbrush. It's very scary, such a thing to ask four guys with masks, with Kalashnikov being pointed at me. I had to ask them, please, can you give me a, a toothbrush? Because otherwise my te- teeth would fall out. But at the same moment, they could have beat me up completely and, and tell me, hey, you don't have teeth anymore, so you don't need a toothbrush. So this way of finding, yeah, sort of, bravery or, or courage to stand up for myself, but also the acceptance that this is my new world and that I should make the best out of it. And it's only me who can do that because yeah, yeah, I could wait for, for yeah, hours or days or months, but they were not the one that would make it better for me. And, and there was a whole search of how to be empathetic, how to be honest to myself, but also how to be honest to them how to be interested in them, but also, of course, pride and honor and, and yeah, being a winner. I didn't want to lose. I, I wanted to see my parents back. I want to have my life back. So it's also all kind of elements that maybe we, we forget sometimes or maybe we think they're not needed. But, I, yeah, I found lots of powers within myself that I didn't know of. So I surprised myself. I, I prayed, of course. I I, I had a sort of, I didn't have a real radio, but in my head, I had a radio. In my head, I had a TV. So I was watching movies. I was listening to music. Uh, I was having the nicest dinners. So the, the imagination it was also very strong, visualizing, being somewhere else, some somewhere better, instead of being in my, I call it my grave already, that I was in my, yeah. So, yeah, lots of power, Shanna, that, that can help. That helped me, but that can also help us in times of misery. In time, I didn't want to be a victim. 
of course, I was a victim of the situation, but it was not part of my identity. I wanted to be yeah, someone who still had freedom, who still had honor, uh, but also that needed respect from the kidnappers. And, and, and then I learned I should also be interested in them. So the human factor of, of, of yeah. connection, that, that became my goal in the situation I could control. There was so much more control than I thought of in the beginning. That was also amazing. And that's what one of my messages there. Whatever situation you are in, uh, you can still have a choice. There's a choice of freedom, of freedom of choice, sorry. And and also, um, yeah, your your unlock potential. Don't undermess your own strength. Don't underestimate your own strength. I love that so much. And I think you you hit on something where a lot of us feel trapped in our lives. And we're certainly not to the extent that you were in that situation. But I think a lot of us, whether it's financial or relationships or a career, we feel stuck. Maybe we feel like we don't even know what our potential is. But I know that's not how we're supposed to live life as, as you experienced in a very real way. How can we how can we work on ourselves to try to unlock that freedom or to really become the person that, that we're supposed to be? I mean, yeah, sometimes we know already what we want to be and we just don't act. So, so that starts with, with the freedom of thinking we, we can imagine because we have plans, we have desires, we have wishes, but then we have to also have the freedom to act. So it, it comes with with courage. It comes with starting to do the first step. It, it comes to um, having an eye for risk, that, that you dare to take risks, uh, that you dare to fall, but you can always stand up again. And I think that's what I learned the highway. I had to box with kidnappers with, with the risk of being maybe killed yeah, if they thought I was trying to 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 to, to flee. Uh, but but yeah, at the end, I had a black eye, but they had black eyes as well. But of course, in the beginning, I, I thought, ah, no way, I'm going to to fight with them. But but when I hit one of them, I, I gained respect as well. Um, mm. one, one moment, I, I betrayed myself, like they were radical Muslims and they don't like homosexual people. And they asked me, uh, do you have homosexual friends? And of course, the social answer is to say, yeah, I don't know them because then I, I, I could befriend them. But I told them, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be a, become a Muslim. I have my own Christian identity. In the, in the Netherlands, we are tolerant. So actually, by standing up for my own culture and background and my own values, yeah, I gained respect. But of course, that takes a lot of uh, yeah, risk because they could have beaten me up for giving the wrong answer. So these kind of things is, is um, sometimes we have to dare to, to yeah, to stretch ourselves, I think that's where it all starts with. Uh, but but take yourself as as the most important person on the world. Be egoistic sometimes, or maybe egocentric. Um, and of course, later on, when you feel good, you can always connect with other people. And and also when you feel bad, you can connect with other people. I think connection is also so strong. But there to yeah, also ask for help. At a certain moment, I started to ask for help also, but I also um, I asked for books. I asked them, can I cook with you? Uh, they didn't trust me. They thought I was a spy. Uh, and they thought they, I was going to poison them. 
But then I showed them that I am trustworthy as well. I, I gave back a gun. I could have killed them all, but I said, yeah, I don't want to kill. I, I don't want to kill you. Um, I count on my organization that they will pay for me. And of course, that I'm building trust. If you build trust with other people, you also build trust within yourself. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so it was like little by little then that you would kind of make these these bold steps to uh, suggest different things to them? And then would they, would it take them a long time to figure out whether, you know, should we give him the books or should we let him cook with us? Or did it just sort of like build up over time? Like, okay, now they, they sort of trust you. Yeah, it took, of course it took time. It, it took, no, first it took two, three weeks for me to realize, okay, my biggest enemy is is time because there was nothing to do i was completely bored but i realized they if i behave they will behave as well um, then it took some time okay do i want to connect with them because they take away my life they take away the life of my parents they take away the life of my organization but then i realized we are all human beings and i'm an anthropologist so i also started to realize maybe i can have a nice uh, research uh, <laughs> yeah subject uh, because sometimes in, 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 in when we feel pain, we don't see the, the, the positive sides that it can give to us. And then I started to realize I, I can develop myself. Uh, I can learn Russian. I can try to understand the Islam a bit better. Um, and then, yeah, you have to stand up for yourself. I, I asked them to behave. I asked them to say please and thank you to me. Uh, I told them, okay, we have some, you, you, you gave me some guidelines how to behave, but you should also behave according to your old, to your, to your guidelines yourself. So if you promise me good food, give me good food. Uh, if you promise me to take a shower once a week, don't forget to, to take me out on Saturday when it's washing day. So it, it takes a bit of feedback. It takes a bit of standing up for yourself, but also interest in other people, curiosity that that helped me a lot. Listen, if you've been using Mint to manage your money, I have got some news for you. First, the bad news. As you might know, Mint is shutting down for good. But the good news, well, there is a way better alternative that is a personal favorite of mine, Monarch Money. And I'm not the only lover of Monarch Money. Many Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and just raving about it. I used to manage my money with an Excel spreadsheet. I know, so archaic. And it was so time consuming. I tried all of the apps but I just didn't find one I liked until I found Monarch. And I've got to tell you a secret. Monarch is so easy to use with a very intuitive design. You can even collaborate with your partner and you can customize Monarch for whatever your needs are. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Let's go back to the collaboration bit. Because we know money is a leading cause of divorce and breakups, Monarch has built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. You can see all your finances, make a budget together, get insights on your cash. Yes, cue the confetti. There will literally not be any more arguments over money. And if you've been frustrated with personal finance apps that are cluttered with ads, difficult to use, or rarely updated, so was Monarch. They built a new kind of personal finance app that's intuitive and powerful ad-free, and constantly improving based on customer feedback. 
Monarch has a tool that allows you as well to easily import your data from Mint. You can keep all of your tags and all of your categories. After trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. Financial anxiety, anyone? Yeah, you're not alone. But worrying about it, it doesn't help. Earnin does. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 per day as you work and leave an additional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So how would you spend the money you get from Earnin? Well, Honestly, my hubby and I have been feeling a little bit disconnected lately. That's what happens after you've been together about 12 years. So I would spend the money on a special date night with dinner and maybe bowling, you know, to bring back some of that giggly excitement that we both felt at the beginning. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security, gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin, T-A-L-K-A-N, money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin money under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash T-O-S for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Samantha Cole, host of the new season of Understood, The Pornhub Empire. Over the course of four episodes, I'll tell you how a horny YouTube knockoff in Canada came to dominate the porn world, only to shatter their cheeky reputation in a massive scandal. The Pornhub Empire is a new season of Understood from the CBC. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I mean, did did you think this was just going to be your life? Did you think you were ever going to get released? Like, how do you keep yourself going in in really the unknown? Yeah, that was really difficult because sometimes, of course, I also had my moments of indifference the moments of pain after Christmas, for example, on my own, or or the birthday of my my father or mother, but also days when when I had to show a newspaper in my hands, and I thought, okay, now they are coming to get me. And then when this positive energy faded away, I, I became indifferent, and sometimes I thought about. Uh, yeah. committing suicide sometimes i thought maybe i should fight them and then they shoot me and then 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 it's all over but then i i realized no uh i want to win and of course there were lots of dangers sometimes the russian army came nearby and we had to 
to to leave our house and, and we, we move to other places. There was even an ultimatum video made. So definitely there were, death was nearby. Every day could be a day closer to my release, but also every day could be a day closer to the end of my life. That was really the reality was that I could kill, that could be killed. And I asked them also, okay, who is going to kill me? How is it going to happen? And and I, I tried not to uh, cry for a long time because that didn't fit in the culture. Yeah. But at a certain moment, they said, yeah, um, I will, will try to cut your throat because it, it works the, the fast way. But I, I wanted to be shot. So I asked them, can you please shoot me? And they said, yeah, but it doesn't look nice for your parents. And then it was the first time I... Uh, yeah, I still feel it. I had to cry because mm. I, I wanted my parents to be sure that I was, yeah, even if I would be killed, that they they knew that I was dead and that they also could move on. And, and even vulnerability helped because the moment I, I, I started crying, they also realized that, yeah, it's, 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 it's such a hard time. And, and they also gave me some more privileges. So I, I learned a lot of things. But, but, yeah, uh, we can also learn these things without being uh, kidnapped. And, and that's what I try yes. to tell other people. <laughs> yeah. So don't wait for, the, for the, yeah, the worst moments in your life to change your life. And you can start tomorrow. You can even start today with, with changing your own attitude, your own beliefs, your own values. And, and yeah. Yeah. And uh, talking about even the word, the idea of freedom, how did your definition of freedom change over time? Like what, what does freedom look like to you now? Can you see a difference between before this incident, what you thought freedom was and what you think it is now? Yeah, definitely. But freedom became so much more important to me, the, the freedom of choice, the freedom of doing what you want to do. I don't have one clear definition, but, but freedom to me is that you have the abilities and the possibilities to choose your own path into the future. And of course, you have to take into account that we live together with other people uh, and we shouldn't violate their freedom. But you are really the engine uh, to your own personal development, to your own personal growth. And most people have this freedom, but we just don't take it. We mm. don't, just don't live it. Why but, do you think that is? Yeah, there, there, there's lots of explanations, of course. Sometimes people are really limited in, in their capabilities. Uh, sometimes uh, we are afraid. Sometimes we are, are, are uh, kept small. Uh, sometimes we keep ourselves small. So there are there's many, many uh, reasons for it, but um, I think we have to realize that we really only have one one life, and that we're really, uh, yeah, we should be the masters of our own life. And, and once you realize that, slowly, slowly, step by step, you can increase your your freedom, because then you can start to play with with the borders in your life. You can start to play with with your own negative assumptions about yourself. You can start to play with adding risk into your life uh, you can yeah you can start playing and, and, and that's important that you you feel yeah, the security within yourself I think maybe we also look too much around us for um, yes yeah for for maybe for uh, some like acceptance or yeah yeah 
Wow. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the release. How did that happen? What was, what was that process like? Yeah. Like I said, um, because of the Russian army, sometimes we had to move, but I could always take my, my belongings with me, like an extra T-shirt or my toothpaste, so that I knew we we're going somewhere and I will still be alive. But then the last time, the, the, the last move, they said, you don't need to bring anything. We will hand you over to another group. But I, I thought, okay, if I'm not allowed to bring anything, where, where are we going? And what's going to happen? Because maybe they will kill me on the way and they will bury me somewhere in the mountains. So I was really, really worried. But then we walked for hours and, and then there was a car. And the guys told me, the same guys that, that kept me for 20 months, uh, we started to know each other a little bit. They said, yeah, we have to hand you over to a new group. Uh, they will take care of you. And within three months, you will definitely be released. So I, I said farewell to them. I, I thanked them for being yeah, a better hostage taker than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or a kidnapper. And because they also, I wrote my book, Held Hostage, and there all the details can be fine, how, how our re relationship improved. And there were also good moments. But I was put in the trunk of a car, which is really scary if you don't know where you're going to. So for three hours, I was feeling nauseous. I had to go to the toilet. Uh, I, I was afraid that if we are at the block post somewhere, yeah, held by, yeah. by the police, that, that they will shoot me. And then... They put me out of the trunk and I saw two guys without wearing masks. And they looked so scary that I thought that will be the end. They are not afraid to show their faces. They, they will kill me. Uh, but they said, welcome back. I said, what do you mean, welcome back? Yeah, we we we, we got you out of there. Uh, I said, how? Uh, yeah, there was a big military action. I said, I didn't see any military action. No, but it's Russia. That's the way we, we call it. And then one of the guys had a mobile phone and, and, and the Dutch embassy called me. And, and from that moment, I, I realized, okay, it's true. I'm, I'm free. And, and they, they were sending a plane. Uh, my, my liberators, they took me to a hotel. It was the first time in 20 months I, I, I took a shower. I was bathing. I, I was singing. I was eating a, a big, big pie. Um, I, yeah, there was a, a, a female doctor that, 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 that did some research on me, and then we were going to the plane, and, and yeah, that was for me freedom because I was afraid they will shoot me on the way to the airport, and then I saw, yeah, it sounds a bit uh, strange maybe, but I, I saw the the food in the plane, and <laughs> even made me happy. <laughs> and normally, food doesn't make you happy. I saw, I saw two lovely stewardesses, which was of course also very they were friendly, and I saw a Dutch uh, diplomat. And, and I hugged him, and, and some of the diplomats, there are these stiff diplomats, but he, in the beginning he was a bit worried, but then he also gave me a hug, and, and that was the first time I really felt secure. And then we, we were flying to Moscow, and then there was a big press conference. I called my family. That was really fantastic. My father came to Moscow to pick me up with a government plane. I was sitting mm -hmm. on my own on the airport in a... In a in an empty room, waiting for my father to walk in. When the door opened, we yeah, we cried from happiness. Uh, we hugged each other. Uh, I looked in it, in, into his eyes, and I saw, yeah, you, you survived. And he looked into my eyes, and he said, yeah, you survived. And because he was worried how, how I would yeah, look like. How, yeah. and, and then we flew back to the Netherlands, and I was so happy. 
uh, to see my mother. She was waiting at the tarmac. Uh, I, I, I walked down the stairs of the plane, and her embrace was really the, the warmest embrace and the nicest one I've ever had in my life. And, and the smile on her face, she was so happy, Shanna, that, that uh, yeah, only a mother that, that misses her child yeah. can have such a smile. I will never forget it. And, and uh, yeah, after that, I, I kissed my, my brothers, my sister, and even the Dutch ground on the tarmac. I kneeled and, and, and I, I kissed yeah, the Dutch floor because I, I was back home. Yeah, that, that was my release. And, and and then, yeah, what is important for me also to 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 emphasize is there was so much support in in the Netherlands from so many nice people. I felt left out. And sometimes I thought, why isn't anyone helping me? Uh, how come they they let me, yeah, even rot in hell? Eh, to put it that mm. way, because for me it was was hell. And and yeah, I was overwhelmed with happiness, with flowers, with with. Letters. I even got letters without address, just my name, Arian Erkel, and and even the yeah the mail mailman and the postman yeah, brought that letters, and then yeah I realized I, I survived. I, I'm strong. I know I have all these powers within me. I know I can find them. I know I can use them, and and that's what I want to tell people. If you have this feeling, it makes your life so so much easier because you can always. Yeah, fall back on that power. Of course, I don't use it every day. I'm not a hero or or like 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 a super superpower. But when I want, I can use it. I have discipline. I can connect with people. Uh, I, I have perseverance. I, I I have empathy. I can I can be strong with fighting. So I really yeah empathize people to to look for the for the powers you haven't discovered yet because it makes you stronger it makes your life easier it makes your life freer more creative uh, gives you more possibilities so that's how do you how do you, how do you find those powers like how, how would you tell someone to even start looking yeah that's that's uh, that's a very good question because lots of people will say i don't have that power or it doesn't come out but even nowadays with covid for example, some people say, yeah, it's such a hard time. Uh, we can't go to restaurants. Uh, we can't go uh, to see our family members. But of course, you still have the power to make make the best out of your life. Be curious. Go to a new course. Uh, if, if you can't fly, maybe take a car. Uh, walk to your neighbor. Um, be creative in, in, in the first step. And, and not being negative in there's so many limitations. People always put so much effort and emphasize on the limitations. Look for the possibilities and start acting. And it really start with the smallest step possible because people always want to make big steps and, and they are <laughs> impatient. But if you're afraid, there's always a little, little door open. There's a little way in till the next step. And of course it takes guts, but most people had their moments of pride, had their moments of, of happiness. So also look back into your life. When were you in a good flow or in a good element and use that as, as your step forward? Because you can at least uh, repeat the powers you already had. For example, I like that. I, yeah, like, like strong women when they give birth, they have all the powers. And so if you go back to that moment, it could be agony, it could be pain. I've seen my wife giving birth. But 
uh, when I go hiking and I'm tired, my friends also tell me, hey, you've been, uh, why are you tired? You, you've been a, a hero for 20 months. So look into that energy again. And it helps. It helps. Definitely. I like that. I like that. I think we don't, we don't do that enough. Um, that's such great advice. Uh, so writing your book held hostage, was that hard for you to go back and put that all in writing or was it more cathartic for you to, to go through that process? Yeah, more the second one. It was really, I was with, with, with my wife. Uh, we, we went to, a, yeah, someone gave us their summer house and it was yeah, six months of, of, of fun. Um, not writing, I cried. I cried, of course, during writing, but I could also laugh. I remembered all the, the bad things and the good things. But in the meantime, yeah, we, we went skiing, we went canoeing. And um, I, I think um, it, it helped me to, to process the whole element of, of, of my, 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 my misery. And uh, also what helped was telling myself, I, I'm, I'm a winner, I'm a survivor. I use my, my powers and I still uh, can use them in, in freedom. Why should I make my life worse now after the episode when I have freedom? And, uh, and because lots of people asked, wasn't it difficult? Wasn't it difficult to come back? I said, mm, no, yeah. no, it wasn't. E- it was. It was very easy because I came in heaven and I had support from family. I could go to the shop. I could choose what to eat, and 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 I could say to myself, I. I did a lot to improve my life during captivity, so I can use all those elements to to make my life better in in freedom. And, and also, I think another lesson is if you share your story, if you share your misery, lots of people don't want to share their misery because they think, yeah, maybe I'm, I'm weak or maybe people don't want to help me. But I, I learned that lots of people are very friendly and very willing to help and and. Lots of people are, uh, I, it's called unconditional love. They don't want anything in return. And if you connect and, and surround yourself in, in, in moments of pain with people who love you unconditionally, it, it, it's fantastic. And I had this group of people around me. Um, so spread the word of your your pain as well. You can be a victim every now and then. And sometimes you have pains and sometimes life is difficult. Share it and let other people be part of it. So that's great advice because I think we, especially with social media and the internet, we get trapped in just sharing good stuff. And so then you're comparing yourself against someone who looks like everything is going great in their life. But when you can share some of the things that maybe aren't, I think that's really where you have the like true human connection. Yeah, definitely. yeah, it's it's important to see each other as human beings because sometimes we we want to see each other as enemies or competitors. But I learned that if if you're really interested in other people and take time to get to know each other, then we're all human beings and we all uh, find find space for each other. Yeah. Well, I mean, I want everyone to read your book to have the whole story and. Most of us luckily won't live with something as horrendous as you lived through with with being kidnapped. But again, I think we're all certainly in this search of freedom or being the best version of ourselves, whatever those words are. 
what do you think are maybe a couple of takeaways or action steps we could do today to remember uh, right now about about finding freedom in our own lives without having to have something traumatic happen? No, no, surprise yourself uh, because within the surprise, there's already the element of doing something more than you did before. So that's step one. Uh, step two is connect, really connect really with other people who can help you to, to find the freedom you maybe not see yourself. So let other people find your own freedom. And three, yeah, it, it, it's very it's, it's, it's very old one. It's, it's take, take structure in your life. Because if you have structure, uh, it gives you also elements for freedom. If you don't have structure, it, it might feel too much like there's, there's only freedom. But if you, yeah, it's a bit cementing maybe. But um, if, you, if you don't have bad things in your life, you also don't realize the, the, the good things in your life. But if you have a total chaos in your life, you also don't realize there, there is freedom. So from structure comes freedom. Is it understandable? Or Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. I love that. Uh, it's so powerful. And I can find so many correlations in my own life and uh, in just lots of areas of life. Well, I mean, thank you for, for coming on, for, for sharing even just a nibble of your, of your story. I would love for you to tell everyone listening where they could go to connect with you and also pick up a copy of your book, Held Hostage. Yeah. Okay, thank you for that opportunity. Yeah, the easiest way is is on Amazon. There's a, it's called Held Hostage, and my name is Arjan Erkel. It's A R J A N E R K E L. But if you type Held Hostage, it will already show up. And you can always email me if you want to, to, to listen to my story or invite me at your school, university, company, uh, church. It, it's A R J A N at E R K E L dot N L. I was shaken by this episode. After the conversation with Ariane, I just I sat in my podcast room for quite some time to just really let this story sink in and think about all of the things that he that he shared. And I, I started to think about what I could control. And as Ariane said, the freedom of thinking and taking action, that is what is in control. And I think that's really powerful when it comes to any area in our life, but particularly when it comes to our money. So be courageous today, surprise yourself and take some action towards a goal you really want to achieve. If you enjoyed this story in this episode, do me a favor, share it with your friends and family members and let them hear this powerful episode as well. As always, you can head to our show notes for all the links to our episode guests and our episode sponsors. And if you haven't done so already, be sure to click the follow or subscribe button in your podcast player to make sure you get all our recent episodes. Hey, you. Yes, you. Before you go, we want to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money. For all the links, tags, and ads you've heard on today's episode, check out the show notes or go to mmoneypodcast.com, where you'll find more episodes to share with your friends. While you're at it, leave us a review. And make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on all the money tips and tricks that will take you from a millennial regular to a millennial money expert. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode.